Hey, Haunted Heart listeners, it's October, and that means it's time to get spooky at Shocktober. Every fall, Shocktober's Paxton Manor in Leesburg, Virginia, transforms into a four-story, terrifying, award-winning haunted house, giving thousands of patrons the scare of a lifetime. Built in the late 1800s, Paxton Manor has become the topic of many urban legends and a must-see attraction for thrill-seekers across the country. The real reason for Shocktober? It's the largest fundraising event for the Ark of Loudoun, a local nonprofit creating a lifetime of opportunities for children with special needs and their families. New this year at Shocktober, Paxton Manor is transformed into the horrifying Paxton Hall, a haunted boarding school with a mysterious past. Patrons can also experience Shocktober like never before through the Trail of Terror, a three-day passport guide to Loudoun County restaurants, wineries, breweries, places to stay, and special events with a haunted twist. During the Shocktober 2018 season, plus the more places you visit, the more prizes you win, including a chance to win two tickets to the iHeartRadio's Jingle Ball. With the new Fears and Beers package, Shocktober fans can get shocked in luxury as they ride in a limo or van to Loudoun County Breweries and Shocktober. Located in the Haunted Manor, Shocktober attendees can also race against the clock in the new Escape Paxton, a five-minute escape room adventure of sheer confusion. Shocktober 2018 is open every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from October 5th through November 4th. Tickets are $35 online and $40 at the door. Tickets and more information at www.shocktober.org. And who knows, you might even see someone you recognize. I relate to her laugh because I kind of feel like I also have that laugh. I feel like you do too. You know who else I feel like has that laugh? Who? Your mother. Yeah, that's true. It is true. I got my cackle from my mother, like every good witch. Like every every good witch. We just pass that laugh down to our to our. I, I wanted to say to our siblings. I forgot what to our breed to our brood to our. A brood? A brood. To a brood. I, I think, think that's, that's a, a word. Thing, no. no, I mean, I know that's a word, but yeah. I don't think that. I think brood means like a gaggle of children that you made or took. That you made? <laughs> I made this brood of I children. made this brood. <laughs> yes. That's totally what I'm going to refer to my children as. Okay, well. <laughs> my collective group of children. A brood. A brood. This is my brood. No. So, how you been? I feel like it's been forever since we recorded. Oh, I don't I've been know why. Great. Yeah? Been, oh, You've you been, were actually asking me. I thought you weren't asking me. I wasn't. Me. I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't, but I didn't want to be rude. Oh, okay. So, uh, I let you. Okay. I've, I've been great, <laughs> okay. you know. <laughs> I um, know. I've been fine. 
You know, they say that you're fine and you're not. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> One of my favorite fucking vines. Yeah, they're like, oh, great. They talked about that last episode. You just have to say uh, that you're fine, but you're not fine. But you're it's not, not I, fine. fine. <laughs> now, what I should have done was played, like, have said, oh, I'm fine. And then played that. <laughs> that tragic music. <laughs> the podcast switches to grayscale. How, how, yeah. And nobody knows because. We're, we're not in that right medium for that. No, we're not. We're not visual. Yeah. It's one of those times, you unless guys, you where... Unless you paid for it. <laughs> it's, yeah, unless you paid for it. That is true. We are visual on patreon.com slash the haunted heart. You can get, get, fill your eyeballs up with all of us that you want. Yeah. Some of it you might not want, but you're going to get it anyway. You're going to get it anyway. Exactly. We actually have right now... I meant to call this out on the podcast last week, but we have these really fucking cool... Um, uh, digital art downloads that one of our listeners who runs the Violet Moth shop on Instagram, uh, it's at Violet Moth. You should check it out. She has a lot of really cool designs, but she is a listener of the show. Her name is Dale. Hi, Dale. And she designed a bunch of really cool stickers for us to, uh, not stickers. Why did I say stickers? I was sticker? like, why are you saying stickers? No, they're digital <laughs> no. downloads, but would make good stickers. Right. <laughs> they're digital downloads that would make really good stickers. Sorry, that's like a merge thing that just popped out of me randomly. It's fine. So they may be coming. They <laughs> might be. <laughs> <laughs> but right now they are free for Patreon members uh, on patreon.com slash the haunted heart. The haunted heart. Yeah. Um, I am so excited. About what? About everything. It's it. We are in the thick <laughs> of it. Literally everything. I am excited about this weather that we're having. Uh, I mean, granted, our hometown did get destroyed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> by now, by so Hurricane, Hurricane Michael. Just, no yeah, less. I feel bad because like when we heard about Hurricane Michael coming, a lot of people sent that to they me, LOL. and they were like, "LOL." It's and a joke. I kind of was like. <laughs> But like, also, it it ate our town. <laughs> it literally destroyed our town. <laughs> like, and our town was kind of like the only town. Like everybody else, I think was well, like. Well, no, Florida got hit really bad. Too. Did they get fucked up real bad? Yeah, Florida got hit pretty hard, and I'm not sure about yeah. the the spaces in between. I don't but, feel like it was that um, bad in the spaces in between. Ooh, but uh, no, she's our hometown y'all. got yeah hit pretty hard. Uh, but. Um, great weather. <laughs> <laughs> now, the cold front. Michael, Hurricane Michael literally brought forth fall. Mm. He was like. He was mad. He was like, listen, bitch, bring your ass. <laughs> it's October. I can't have this. He's like, get My your movie's ass coming out here. soon yes. in about a week. I ain't trying to have none what, of this. Let me roll or, on through here. Wait, a movie or more like a religious experience? Like. I mean, we Let's have to real. call it something, and I just feel like there's not enough letters to put a religious experience on the poster. There are probably <laughs> going to be tears. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be bad. I mean, it's going to be good, but it's going to be it's going to be bad. Yeah. We're are we seeing it Thursday night? We are seeing it as soon at as it fucking come. It, it, we are seeing it hot off the motherfucking film reel, guys. Yeah. Like, we are seeing it, and I am so excited. Uh and I just can't hide it. <laughs> he, he says as he like just stares at me with this blank expression. <laughs> I just can't hide how overjoyed I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we have some Patreon people to thank. What? More? We do. We've got more fucking we do. people? We got more motherfuckers up in here. <laughs> God damn. I know. I know. Y'all really trying to give us some fucking work on this Listen, podcast. I'm, we didn't start this podcast to work, Sally. Jesse Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> we did not. No. It's really cool. Um, I don't understand it, but it's really cool, so thanks. But we have two members. <laughs> we have two members to welcome to our Patreon family. So do you want to start, or should um, I start? We have two dressed candles, as always, for our invocation. Yeah, I will start. And our first name is Alyssa B., who is a member of our Haunted Heart Harem. And I have Denise S., who is a new member of our Stay Spooky Squad. Fuck you. Your candles are lit. You are right beside us as we do this episode of the podcast, and we will keep them burning all through the night, full of good intentions for you, sending forth health, wealth, happiness, and above all, our undying gratitude. Mm -hmm. So, what are we getting into today? Well, you know we always love a theme. We do. Here at the Haunted Heart Podcast. We do. Honey, that's how you know we're an LGBTQ plus friendly show, because we always have a theme. There's always a theme. We love I a love theme. a theme. Now, that's, Mandy. That's another thing I love, a theme. It's true. <laughs> One thing that angers me is when people say there's a theme, and then it's like And then it's not really, yeah. not really yes, a theme. Yes, a poorly implemented theme. I'm like, mm. I said this, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't try to be a Halloween snob, but it is what it is. You know, I judge people based on their Halloween decorations and it's fine. <laughs> and it's fine. <laughs> and it's totally fine. No, uh, we are digging into some good old Fashion. We're digging right into the roots of Halloween. Them fucking gnarled up, fucking ginger root looking, fucking spooktastic roots of Them this holiday. That are down in the earth. In that nasty dirt smelling earth. In that black dirt too. Not the regular dirt that lays no, on top. Uh -huh. that, that black that good dirt. That's we're, all. We're going all the way down there today. And we're discussing Samhain. And you better know what I mean when I say Samhain or else <laughs> I will find you. And no, you it is know. not Samhain. <laughs> it is not. Don't ever say Samhain in my presence. Ever. It is sour. I wonder if you try really hard enough if they can hear you cut your eyes. Like, <laughs> like on the podcast, they just hear. 
<laughs> and they just know. I'm pretty sure I could put a sound effect in, <laughs> if need be. But yes, one of my favorite subjects, I absolutely love talking about this. I could talk about it all day. I talk about it at work sometimes. People get really tired of me and the things that I talk about. <laughs> of me, period. People get <laughs> really me. tired of, of me. me. Um, <laughs> yes, that part is true. Uh, I've I'm learned. tired as hell of you, Jesus I'm, God. <laughs> God, me too. <laughs> Put me to bed, shit, for at least a good week. <laughs> No, because then I missed the Halloween movie, and you wouldn't want me if I missed the Halloween yeah, movie no, when I woke up from that. True. So that's, that's no. Not true. So, Samhain, the festival of the dead, also known as the third harvest, the shadow fest, the vigil of Samhain, or Old Hallowmas. I like um I like the Shadow Fest. Uh, that me sounds too. fun. Doesn't she it sounds sound fun. like a great like outdoor Halloween party? It does. I'm putting it in my pocket. I'm Shadow just gonna Fest. put that one in my pocket. Shadow We're just gonna Fest. fold it up, keep it there. Yeah. So it is at this time that the veil between the worlds is at its thinnest, and we can have communion with the dead. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We can what have you want to talk about, Aunt with Susie? All those people we swiped left for. <laughs> or is it right? I, what, what did it, we I say think left is bad. Um, we swiped left. You can talk to all those people you swiped left for on Twitter. Yeah, on left Tinder. is left is. Uh, it, now I'm basing that knowledge not off of a knowledge of Tinder, as we all know. I have never tried that platform. I don't consider it fair to people on Tinder to not. To see me on Tinder and think that I'm a sane individual. Uh, I just don't think that that's very fair of me. No. <laughs> I think that you need to see me mid-breakdown. And then think, she's kind of cute. Maybe I maybe I want my life well, no, to be like that No, they just first have breakdown. to schedule like a first date and right. for you, with you. And then when you show up 30 minutes late... And your fucking chaos, your cloud of chaos comes in. Literal, a literal <laughs> cloud of chaos actually around And me. just a dark cloud starts to form, lightning strikes, and there's dust in the air, and it's just fucking... And then you just see her as she comes in, eyes black, hair blowing in the wind, Beyonce style, and her arms are just delicately, like... Or menacingly placed yeah, up death in not delicate. <laughs> and she just comes in and just... And then sits down at the table, and her hair, which has been blowing in the wind, then settles <laughs> Just like, softly. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> well, hello there. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Hi, Hi I'm Katie. I'm Katie. Hi, how are you? <laughs> it's not the voice I use on first date. No, I, I would hope not. No. Um, but... Left is usually no, left is usually bad, which I fucking resent, but left uh, in uh, Latin is sinistra, which is usually uh, Did bad. you just call Negative. it a fucking demon no. in this apartment? No, sinistra is like Yeah, I feel left. like, great. Okay, thanks. I mean, it would be like a cute name for a demon, okay, but I don't You say that when I get dragged under my fucking bed tonight and enjoy every fucking second Girl, text it. me. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's like that meme that I saw um, this week on, I think I saw it on Instagram. I don't remember. But it was like this girl, it was 
Or no, maybe it was like a girl who was being haunted by something and she was like this demon, like just smack me in the ass or something. And then, and then the other person is like, wait, what's he look like? Though? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the one. <laughs> what is it? That's is the it? one where it's like, uh, it says something about a demon smacking you in the ass. And it's like, well, what does he look like? What's the demon look like? <laughs> yes. That would be. I mean, does it look like Cole from Charmed? Because. Honey, I had a whole era of Cole from Charmed. It was something about Julian. I I don't have that last name on the tip of my tongue, but somebody's got it. But his first name is Julian. And he was the background on my HP laptop back in 2004. Hmm. He was. I have every fucking season of Charm because of him. I remember there was one episode where he was like, they were about to fight some kind of big evil. And uh, he was training Phoebe in like how to fight and shit. And they were doing like fucking mixed martial arts or some shit in the basement. (laughs) But they were both just really sweaty and hot. And they're both two very sweaty, very hot people. And I just want that in my life. But you see, I don't look like her. Right. (laughs) And... That's okay. And in real life, <laughs> when we get sweaty like that, it ain't that like that, that cute. It's not movie cute. <laughs> it's not like movie sweaty movie cute. It's not. It's like, but it's sweaty real, real cute. Life. Yeah, it's like th- yeah. yeah. There is like three inches of fabric under my tits that is just like wet. Okay. Kind of cute, like cute, right? Sure. I'm red. We'll go with that today. <laughs> I'm red all over my body and my face. She's and red I'm puffing. and ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not cute. <laughs> and if you touch me, I'll rip your larynx out <laughs> before I take a fucking shower. True, true. Yeah. Well, getting now back I just on want to fucking charm. talk about charm. Yeah. <laughs> like now I'm just like, can we have a podcast uh, yeah, where we no, just talk? Podcast charm? is about charm now. Yeah, we just we just watch an episode every every fucking episode. <laughs> Love it. Uh, What's our no. topic? <laughs> what month is it? <laughs> no, uh, but if you want to find you a nice demon man like Cole, you could, now's the time. You, now's the time, honey. Demon men are in season right now. They are. Go out and get you one, honey. They got that devil dick. <laughs> yes, yes, Lord. You can find them uh, in a number of places where the veils are thinnest. Mm-hmm. Those being is that like the Costco? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> the veil of my sanity is the thinnest at the Costco. No, I don't do the Costco. Don't do. I don't do bulk shopping. I do for some things, um, very specific things. Here they are. Oh my god! One muddy buddies. Two, this like uh, basil. This um, cheese ravioli pasta that they sell at the Costco, and also basil pesto. I am one person, but I can go through a fucking container of like a thirty-two ounce container of basil pesto in like two weeks flat. I have a lot of pesto in me. I'm like. 30% pesto Okay, right great. now. But no, not the Costco. Not the Costco, all right? Not the Costco. Okay. Uh, I see I'll have to go out of my uh, way. <laughs> to go out of your way. <laughs> Get out of your comfort zone, Katie. Mm, okay. Go to a cemetery. Not okay. that far out of my comfort zone, to be honest with you. All right, go to a bridge. Okay. You can maybe meet them on a bridge. Okay. Or at a crossroad. Yeah, I've heard the car. Don't get hit by a car, though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
or even places where the earth meets the water. So the beach. Girl, all right. Or a Have lake. You a vacation. You can be at a lake, a river. Okay. The beach. Okay. A storm drain. You can. Tim Curry. You can go across. You can go down past the crossroads, across the bridge, down to the lake, and meet your demon soulmate. Okay. I'm down with that. As long as I don't get lost. That sounded like a lot of directions. And yeah. you know how I well, am just, with just that. When you hit the Costco, bear right. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, but the magic of this time of the year is very ancient, as we all know, mm-hmm. or should know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like you're very aggressive mo- to our listeners this episode. I, I told you, I'm very passionate. I'm very passionate. Or People get very tired know. of me. <laughs> Period. Period. Uh, and most of our modern day traditions that we carry through Halloween originate for some pretty old, from some pretty old Celtic traditions. I know some things about those traditions. What do you know? I know some things. <laughs> she knows things, guys. Well, you know, she knows places, you, go, you she guys knows know that Kenny did his uh, DNA test. Did I? And he... What, what was that? He did came I? out to be uh, did I? mostly... What was the percentage on how Irish you were? It was like 93. Okay. No, no. Well, I don't think it was that high because you had some other shit. <laughs> in my head, I was. <laughs> um, it was like 105, thanks. Um, um, the most Irish, actually. Um, more Irish than Lucky Charm. Thank you. <laughs> the most Irish. <laughs> more Irish than your more mother. More Irish than the motherfucking <laughs> spring, bitch. What? <laughs> no, um, it was like something. It was like 70-something. I can't remember offhand. All right. Because it was mostly Irish, and and then there was some French and some German, and then there was like 1% um, from that little island off the coast of Italy. Um, Sicily? No, not Sicily. Uh, Shit. I can't think of it now. It's where they lived. It's an island where a bunch of people lived to be like well over 100. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that place. I've got somebody came from there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Somebody, why did they ever leave? Um, well, I also did my DNA test. Yeah, I know. And you have refused to talk to me about it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm not hiding anything on it. But you, I'm like, is she going to mention I knew she took it, but oh. she never told me she got it back. She never told me anything about it. She never done anything. Why didn't you so just fucking just, ask me like a normal human being? Because I, I found just, out I was an alien. I just... <laughs> And I can't tell you. I just assumed that you would tell me. No, I probably just And then just if you forgot. weren't going to tell me, then there was something you were hiding. <laughs> I'm black. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> actually, I'm not at all. And I'm very upset about that, actually, deeply. Because I thought hey, that hey, I would have... don't have any African in you. Right, I have no African in me at all. And I'm, like, very deeply upset by it. Because, I mean, little known fact, your girl studied African studies in... Uh, college and I actually speak an African language and I'm like all into that and I am not fucking African at all. <laughs> Fuck my So life. you are the whitest white. <laughs> literally, literally the most white. The most white. I got my results back and that's what Even it I'm I've got a little bit of African in me too. I don't have, I don't think, no, I don't think it's any, I can look at like my point, like 
like percents of a percent, but I am literally 80% Scottish, Scottish (laughs) AF, the most Scottish, like hand me a fucking turkey leg (laughs) and like a fucking pint of grog because I am fucking grog. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they don't, that's not a Scottish thing. Um, <laughs> uh, you just immediately turn into Merida. <laughs> yeah, right? No. She was cute. But here's, okay, side note, sidebar. Of one of many. Sidebar to the sidebar. Uh, Merida's dad's hot. If you watch that film as an adult person, Merida's dad kind of does a little something for me. And that's kind of how I knew I was Scottish because he's a large man who just always has a a turkey leg in his hand and something about that was a lot for me. I was like a little hot and bothered. Oh, I love a good turkey leg. By him. He just looks comfortable. You know what I mean? I love me a fortress of a man that's just like, he's just going to protect you, make sure you eat good, all that important shit. Anyway, 80% Scottish, 20% French and German. There's 2% Italian in there. Take it from wherever. Um, (laughs) That math doesn't add up, but... Um, those are my rough figures. So that's a long way of me saying I too am from the Celtic tradition, (laughs) but the rougher side of it. (laughs) So the grog side, the grog side, I think grog is actually like a Viking thing. Um, I don't think that that's what they, I don't think that word is a Scottish word. It just came to mind, you know? Stream of consciousness. It's fine. From the turkey leg side. So one of the most recognizable Celtic traditions that is celebrated as part of Halloween is, of course, the jack-o'-lantern. The jack-o'-lantern is a time-honored tradition. uh, And thanks to a meme that is recently circulating around the internet, more people now know that they used to be made out of turnips. Yes, they did. And they were fucking terrifying. Mm Mm-hmm. They had like little crazy teeth and things. and Yeah. If you haven't seen that, which you probably have, most people have, but if you haven't seen it, Google jack-o'-lantern turnip. It's pretty cool. So in the modern day, we've gotten used to making our jack-o'-lanterns out of pumpkins and their cute little decorations that we carve out, a little smiley face, and we put it in our yard or on our porch or whatever, and it's this mirth-filled cute little thing yeah or you do some bullshit like stick some fucking holes in it and call it a decorative pumpkin i don't recognize that uh as <laughs> what is literally part what of my reality or demon is that gonna scare okay nobody nobody are, what what service are you doing for yourself you're not you're not <laughs> this is the episode where you just fucking insult everybody <laughs> so Back in the day, though, uh, jack-o'-lanterns were a lot more sinister. So the legend of the, or the practice of the jack-o'-lantern stems from this urban legend or tale uh, from Ireland. Ireland. Yes. Uh, You knew I was waiting for it. I knew. You knew I was waiting for it. I was fucking, I was just, you know. You were trying so hard to avoid that word. If I just embrace it. Maybe it won't annoy me so much. So one night in That's Ireland. That's what my mother said about me too, but. <laughs> one night in Ireland, a conniving local drunkard named <laughs> Stingy Jack trapped the devil in a tree by hacking a sign of the cross into the bark. Mm-hmm. In exchange for letting Satan climb down, Jack had to vow 
Jack had Satan vow never to claim his soul. So Satan said, okay, sure. So then Jack said, all right, I can be the biggest motherfucker ever. Because Satan can't claim my soul. So he proceeded to act like a huge dick for his (laughs) entire life. And when he died, he sure the fuck was not getting into heaven. Those pearly gates were closed. How awkward would that be? Right. He gets up there and he's just like standing at the door and he's like, "Uh, hey guys. Hey, you going to let me in? And then they were like, "Um, bitch, uh, not going to hell doesn't necessarily mean that you automatically go to heaven. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, the two are not mutually exclusive. Bam. They, they turn, he got to the, he got to the gates and they shut the light off. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. They were like, um, we're not home. Just like when those the horrible people turn the lights down. off on trick-or-treaters. But. The TV gets turned down <laughs> in heaven. <laughs> you can hear him watching fucking Three's Company and it just like quiets down. God's like, shut the fuck up. You can hear him listening to this podcast and it just like gets quieter. God's like, shut the fuck up. He'll hear you. Right. So Jack, being very hurt, tried to return to the devil, but Satan upheld his end of the deal. So wait, he was like, let me, I can't get into heaven, so let me just go to hell. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, you got to go somewhere. So he, uh, Satan says, nope, we made a deal. I'm going to uphold my, my end of the bargain. And he hurled a piece of coal from hell at Jack for good measure. Left without anywhere to go, Jack placed the blazing coal in a turnip to use as a lantern. The dead man then set out, doomed to wander the earth until he can find an eternal resting place. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this story. It's one of my favorites because satin is so nice in this story. Satin. <laughs> satin. No, yeah. I was literally watching uh, I was watching a Halloween video and then I started reading the comments on Facebook, which you, you should never do. No. And then literally everybody was like, two comments said, and this was unintentional, this is satin's holiday. And it was completely unintentional. They were serious. That's it was amazing. a spell. Ch- it was, yeah. And then they just got read for free. Now, okay. Now, do we think it was an autocorrect error or do we think that they think that Satan is spelled say ten? Satan. Satan. <laughs> Satan. Satan. Right. Did, did we sound it out and make Satan. that error? Or? I feel like I would hope that it's a spell check error. I don't think, I'm not sure. Satan. I'm not sure. Uh, but you never know. I think maybe we sounded know. it out on that one. But he's so nice in this story. He is. He, he said, no, you a made light. a deal, he baby. He like, listen, I agreed. You kind of fucked me over, but hey, here's a piece of coal. You can light your way the fuck out of my <laughs> you life. See your way out, <laughs> baby. Way. Yeah, here's a piece of coal so you can see your way the fuck out my, in front of my gates. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And then he's doomed to eternally walk the earth mm-hmm. with his little mm-hmm. lantern. They call him Jack. Uh, because he is an unnamed man. Mm-hmm. So back in the day... Well, his name was Stingy Jack. Well, but that comes from back in the day, like if you didn't know somebody's name, it was like, oh, he's a Jack. Oh, uh, like John Doe. Or like a John Doe. Jack, so yeah. it was just like a Jack. So, uh, and I think there are a couple of like legends where people see Jack wandering around on Halloween night with his... His lantern lighting the way. So, mm-hmm. love that story. It's one of my favorites. Very spooky. Yeah, agreed. Particularly because pumpkins and jack o' lanterns are like my thing. That's my that's my Halloween sigil, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. So, 
So, of course, jack-o'-lanterns aren't the only thing that we inherited from the Celts when it comes to Halloween. Trick-or-treating is also a confluence of various traditions, some of which involve the Celts. Ancient Celts dressed up as evil spirits in order to confuse demons, according to Smithsonian Magazine. Supposedly, also during Samhain, Celtic people would leave out food to placate the ghosts and souls and spirits that would be traveling the earth that night. And eventually, people began dressing up as these otherworldly creatures in exchange for similar offerings of food and drink and candy, etc. In medieval Scotland... (laughs) Soulers would go around begging rich folk for soul cakes on Halloween. Instead of threatening to play tricks, however, they'd pray for people's souls in return for the cake. And I've always wanted a Scottish person to pray for my soul. (laughs) Because I just feel like that's the most honest prayer is a drunkard's prayer. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) seriously. So these people would, these soulers would pray for your soul in return for a soul cake. Um, Throughout medieval Europe, that sort of same tradition carried on. Uh, Mummering was also something that we would see. Mummering, M-U-M-M-E-R-I-N-G. It's when people would dress in disguises and visit neighborhoods while dancing, playing music, doing tricks. Um, That was really tricks. No. (laughs) doing you know like you know juggling and shit like that i mean not juggling dicks kenny so (laughs) damn i was really hoping (laughs) to juggle some dicks no um so mummering was a big deal on feast days you would see all across europe people would kind of go out and put on these um costumes and things like that kind of similar to carnival um that sort of thing Time reported Irish and Scottish immigrants had brought souling to the United States uh, during their big migration here in the 1800s. So when all the Scots-Irish came over and founded, like, Appalachia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Remember, if you call it Appalachia. We'll throw an Appalachia. So good. (laughs) Um, So when the Scots-Irish came over and... uh, populated most of Appalachia, they brought souling to the U.S. Uh, But modern-day trick-or-treating really didn't catch on in the U.S. until the 1920s, so it's actually a relatively new sort of thing. Yeah, it is. So trick-or-treating was obviously really controversial, especially into the 1950s. Lots of people spoke out against it. Uh, According to the American Journal of Plays, quote, gangsters, pranksters, and the invention of trick-or-treating – Many adults raised stern objections to trick-or-treating over the decades as it was often viewed as a form of extortion. Yeah. Well, To which I say, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's also the other theory that uh, kids were mean as fuck back then. They were. They were mean as fuck. They were mean little shits. I mean, not all of them, but Most some of, of them, them were. It was a hard time to fucking I be know, alive. I know, but whatever. You're a dick. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> uh, so some very smart people decided that they wanted to placate these unruly children uh, with treats on Halloween night uh, so that they couldn't get this, so that they wouldn't get their shit tore up. Yes, that's also a factor in the whole trick-or-treating thing. It's um, I was 
actually surprised to, I, I knew that it was something that hadn't been started till the 1920s, but it just feels so, um, I don't know. It just feels like such a tradition for me that it's like weird to think about. Like if you were a kid in the 1910s, you didn't get to go trick or treating. You know what I mean? Right. Well, but for some of these people though, this was, uh, it's, it's that balance between the secular Halloween and then the religious Samhain mm-hmm. or in those, and those customs. Mm-hmm. So there was actually no, or has been no known documentation of like actual trick or treating prior to the 1920s. Right. Right. Um, there's some influence there with like the guising as right. it's also called. Right. Uh, and you know, that the soul cakes and the handing outs of treats in exchange for prayers and all of that good stuff. Um, but like I said, a few smart people were just like, let's give these, let's give these bastards some fucking, hey, candy. you know what I bet it was? Let's fucking turn this into a, some huskies. Somebody. It was two huskies like you and me. It was us in a former life. And we said, I bet you we could get some fucking candy out of this. I was going in the Where's way your of, the, of the the adults and was like, if you just give them some fucking candy, maybe they'll go the fuck away. Like, here, take these treats, maybe. get the fuck out. <laughs> like, they just open their door and, and just throw like, fucking fistfuls of candy at children. <laughs> get out! Get! Get out of here! Get! Oh, my perch. Yeah. No, I'm I'm very... I, I love trick-or-treaters. I have never lived in an area that had a lot of trick-or-treaters. I would love to be in an area with a lot of trick-or-treaters. I want trick-or-treaters to a level that makes people uncomfortable, that makes people not want to trick-or-treat. Same. Because they're like, why do you want this so badly? <laughs> like, it, It's so weird because the majority of the time, I can't fucking stand kids. Yeah. Right? This is like the one night of the year where we're like, all right, come, come, children. Like, I hear, Sarah I see it. or sense a child anywhere near me, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Get away. Yeah. Gross. This is the one time that we want them fucking um, bastards. But on Halloween, I'm like, all of the children. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's weirder because I'm a man. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Last year, I literally slung candy off of the third floor of my apartment <laughs> balcony towards the children because it was my first that. time ever being in an area where there were trick-or-treaters yeah. um, that I was passing out candy for. And even then, they didn't come to the fucking door. No, you threw it I the threw them out. I'm fairly certain I hit a kid in the head with a Reese's. <laughs> hey, right you know eye. what? I wouldn't be mad. What would I do? Turn around, get that Reese's up off that grass, put it in my bucket. I warned him. I said, listen, don't let it hit you, but... <laughs> don't let it hit you. <laughs> I slung him out, and I'm fairly certain it was a uh, either a Reese's or it was a, a roll of uh, Sweet Tarts, and it just like Ooh, flopped a kid sweet right, tarts would suck. right in the eye. Mm. Oh, well. Happy Halloween. Enjoy. <laughs> that was a trick and a treat. Yeah. yeah, so the last uh, tradition that I have that this one's a little, um, you know, everybody has jack-o'-lanterns and everybody goes trick-or-treating, but bobbing for apples has kind of fallen out of favor, sadly. It's not in fashion, but it should be. It should be. Here's the thing with bobbing for apples. You you don't have to use so much teeth. It's about suction. It's about... <laughs> that's what it's about. You that's, just got to suck them up that, to your face. That's and then what... Hold them. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just got to pucker your lips and just. You just got to. <laughs> yeah. That's how you cheat. Yeah. At bobbing for apples. Anyway. So bobbing for apples actually has origins to, uh, that date all the way back to a courting ritual that was part of a Roman festival honoring Pomona. Do you know who Pomona is? 
No, but I feel like she has a relation to apples. Yes, she does. Pomona is the goddess of agriculture and abundance. So when the Romans conquered the British Isles, the Pomona Festival was blended with the similarly timed Samhain, a precursor to Halloween. So we kind of had this Roman holiday, which was all about the harvest and agriculture and, you know, feast. And then that's happening at the same time in the fall as Samhain. And so it kind of got blended um, as the cultures mixed. So... The practice of bobbing for apples used to be a form of divination that was performed around the time of this festival honoring Pomona. So people would dunk their heads into a vat of water and try to bite floating fruit in a quest to figure out their future spouse. Okay. Here's how it works. So I, as a lady... Lady. ...would take an apple and I would mark it with my mark, whatever that would be, right? And I would toss it into a barrel of water or a tub of water or whatever we're using. And You're using some nasty-ass Roman bath water, I feel <laughs> yeah, like. Right. It's not good. It's like 23% urine. I feel like they probably just threw them into the fucking bathhouses. <laughs> no. Uh, so then the guys would line up and whoever... Who, whoever pulled your apple that was marked with your mark out of the water would be who you were destined to marry. And so it was supposed to be like a telling your future sort of thing. Some guy reaches in, pulls out yours, and it's this fucking black-ass apple that's like, just like... The most goth apple you have ever seen. It's, it's actually a, dripping blood. It's dripping blood. It's got a tiny little dagger wedged in it. Instead of a, instead of a fucking stem, it's just like a like a dagger yeah and then he re- he grabs it looks at it and then looks up and then the cloud forms <laughs> <laughs> and the hair begins to blow and again the hair begins oh, to blow hi i'm katie hi <laughs> in fucking ancient rome oh hi oh hi i'm katie i'm katie <laughs> <laughs> i'm katie fuck up a <laughs> no you know what else was really so uh yes it was used as a form of divination but you know they also took it a step further and used to put uh, coins like mm. this was I guess I'm guessing a little bit later but they used to put coins into it mm. uh, for like a real challenge mm-hmm. so that, it <laughs> so would that you can get yeah. in there um, that's how you drown get though. in there <laughs> that's how you drown that's true that is true you know I I would do that because uh, I want to make sure that my future husband whoever he may be is very determined and I want to make sure he's going to go in there after that apple all right. that is sunk all the way to the bottom yep. because life is hard and I'm also hard. I don't know that that came <laughs> off exactly right, but... Well, okay. Did you have something you needed to I'm going to leave it where me. it lays. Is there something that showed up in that birth report of yours that you're not telling me? <laughs> no. I did a DNA test and it told me I was a man. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> what you may not know. <laughs> it would explain a lot, but it's not true. Yeah. The other thing that you can thank Miss Pomona for... Are those delicious candy apples that you like so mm. much? So since Pomona was a goddess that was often represented by and associated with apples, um, they used to coat apples. So coating apples in sugary syrup to preserve them is not a new thing. Back in the day, before we had the Frigidaire, um, <laughs> they had to preserve food any way that they could. And so one way that they found that kept things 
from rotting was to just fucking coat it in sugar. Okay. So that's kind of how the candy apple idea came about. But early candy apples featured very prominently in Pomona's harvest festivals and celebrations. But the first mention of candy apples being given out as treats at Halloween didn't actually occur until the 1950s. Okay. So it took a while for those things to like... To merge together. Come together. Yeah, it's interesting how you have these different cultures and how certain things relate to each other. Like, I... I'm probably going to touch on that in a little bit, but, um, yeah, so. Go ahead and touch on it. Well, yeah. Touch all of it. Go ahead and tap that. Touch all of it. Well, so we've, we've talked about all of this and that is true and accurate, but there are, uh, there is a belief that Samhain existed even before all of that, before the Celts. Before all of it. Mm-hmm. So there is, uh, in Ireland, there are... <laughs> My God, I hate you. There are, um, then there's one in particular, but Neolithic monuments, which appear to have been created in alignment to the rising sun on Samhain morning. Uh, and one in particular is the Mount of Hostages. I believe you, this is located in County Meath, if that's correct. I'm not, I'm going to assume oh, that's how Oh, it's you're not sure? Pronounced. Oh, your Irish blood isn't giving it to you Shut in this the moment? Fuck up. Yeah. Oh, okay. In County Meath, um, located by the Hill of Terra. Uh, and it is an ancient burial tomb housing the remains of an estimated 250 to 500 bodies. So mm. on Samhain morning, yeah. So on Samhain morning, um, and a lot of people uh, gather around, like this is a huge thing, uh, and they go to the Mount of Hostages to watch the sunrise and to watch the sun uh, hit inside the tomb on Samhain morning. And so all of this and these stru- structures predate, predate the Celts. So there's some belief there that people were celebrating this in some form or fashion way before all of that. Um, and there's also, there's some legend, actually. Um, and speaking of my DNA heritage, uh, the Mound of Hostages also relates to... Could you be Meow. any more smug when you when you say that? No. Speaking of my DNA heritage... Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Let me live my fantasy. You do understand that, like, what we are is, like, the fucking, like mutts of europe like we're like like on the totem pole i feel like where we are is like maybe not necessarily a sense of pride oh absolutely not (laughs) absolutely not and here's why (laughs) and and here's why the podcast just takes a hard left turn into you talking about ireland for like fucking four hours and here's why so Myself, along with about three million other people, <laughs> have a common DNA ancestor. His name was Nial of the Nine Hostages. Mm-hmm. And he has a pretty interesting story where he is the, uh, he was one of the great kings of Terra at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and legend has it that 
when he was born, his mother was like the side chick to this really big, like big deal king. Mm-hmm. And his wife was this lady called Mongfind. <laughs> I feel like we're getting into like this weird Miami street gang story, no. but his wife, Mong gang, Mong fine, Mong fine, Mong fine, Mong fine. Yeah. Uh, and she was supposedly, or legend has it to be this great, she was supposed to, a witch. Some call her. Okay. And she didn't like that. Her I take husband, it as a compliment. Well, she didn't like that. Her husband was uh diddling somebody mm-hmm. else and had mm-hmm. another baby. Mm-hmm. So everybody was afraid of this bitch, this Mong fine person, mm-hmm. right? So they used to have feasts in her name because they were afraid of her. Uh, and so young Sounds Mial, like a good when idea. he was a baby, uh, was left to die. And he was found by some person who took him in. And then he eventually, it's that story of like, you know, he grew up and then eventually like took the claim, the throne back. It's the evil stepmom story. You know, that sort of thing. Wait, is Mong fine but the Mong evil fine, stepmom? Yeah. But Type, she's <laughs> fucking typecasting. These, right. These fucking But people. some people it's uh, fine. <laughs> refer to Mong fine as like a personified form of Samhain. So it's weird because mm-hmm. legend mm-hmm. gets mixed into that. So I just find it personally interesting that I have always had a very deep, and I will say this, and you can laugh at me all you want to, but I have a very deep spiritual connection with this holiday and its roots. And the reason why I get so excited about what my DNA, heritage, whatever have you, has is that it has just confirmed it for me. It has confirmed what I've already known, that I have roots into this holiday, I, you know, have a connection, again, granted, with three million other people. <laughs> right. Because Nial got around. He was, like, he's one of the three, like, one of the few people, it's, like, Nial and, like, Genghis Khan. Mm. Like, they had, like, a shit ton of kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, a lot of the world's population Is Nial just, like, all white people's ancestor, though? Like, is that a no, thing? No, 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 no. There's a, um... It's it, there's about three million people. The highest concentrations, of course, are in Ireland, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's some scattered around. You know, mm-hmm. mostly like in upstate, like New York, you find a bunch of them, and then some down this way too. Mm-hmm. So, okay, um, but it's centrally, it's in Ireland is where you find most of the. Mm-hmm. There's like statistics. It's like two out of every three men are like related to him in Ireland. So, anyway, um, so that's just something that I found interesting. But the overall theme of Samhain, of course, is death. So what, I mean, I can't think of anything better that goes with death than food. That is true. We do, we do, I think that's a Southern thing. We eat when people die. We just fucking consume food. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody brings food to your house. Everybody's trying to feed you for days afterward. Like you have like been starving or whatever. It's like they think if if they feed you, then they just make you better. Yeah, no. I it's mean, a, there's a weird connection it, in the South between food and death. It works know, for it, me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> clearly. <laughs> the, the title of my autobiography. 
It works for me. <laughs> Food, colon, it works for me. It works for me. So, uh, a f- an old tradition would be to host what is called a dumb supper. All right. <laughs> I'm interested. A dumb supper. I'll hold my jokes for now. <laughs> Again, we I think host- it might be pandering. Again, we host this uh, dumb supper on Samhain because the thin, the thinness of the veils, the thinness of the walls, <laughs> the thinness of the walls. <laughs> so I'm here today to talk to you guys about how to throw the perfect dumb supper. Okay. Is it dumb? I'm sorry. No, it's is it, dumb. Is it it's dumb, dumb because you don't speak? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. Yes. So I feel, <laughs> I feel like you're disparaging your subject matter. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how to throw a dumb supper. <laughs> In this dumb podcast. This dumb supper. This, this dumb, dumb podcast. podcast. It'd be really hard to have a dumb podcast. We could uh, <laughs> just not speak for an hour. The dumb episode. Minutes. That's what we have. <laughs> just silence. It's very John Cage. Yes. That was a highbrow reference for our... Highbrow listener. Right. So keep in mind, this is a time of death and resurrection, of new beginnings and fond farewells. So please keep in mind that there is no one right way to hold a dumb supper, except for how I tell you. Okay. I was like, you just, I fucking cannot stand that when an article or anything will do that, when they would just be like... Oh, I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it. Uh, first step, there's no way, there's no right way to do it. So I'm full of shit. I'm going to tell you. But how keep to do reading. It. So you can essentially serve whatever it is that you want. Okay. Uh, but because we are in the throes of Halloween and Samhain, you may want to make the traditional soul cakes, like we mentioned, uh, or mm. serving dishes with apples. Mm hmm. You might could have some bobbin for apples on the side later, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, find out your husband later. <laughs> you killed one husband and then you bobbed for another I one. just put eight apples in there and they're all marked with my mark. Good luck. <laughs> Love you, babe. <laughs> Me. Uh, you could do late fall vegetables or any type of game. Ooh, I love a root vegetable. I love a fall root vegetable. It's good. <laughs> some squash. You should set the table with black cloth. All right. Black plates. Got it. Black cutlery. Got it. Black napkins. Got it. Did I tell you, did I say black candles? You didn't. Black candles. Good. (laughs) And your candles should be your only source of light. Great. No different. It sounds like the podcast, really. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I'm like looking around. I'm looking around like, like, oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, here we go. Well, in this article, it says, realistically, not everyone has black dishware sitting around. Excuse you, sir. Who who doesn't? Where? Huh? I open my fucking pantry or my cabinets, and it's just all black. Black? Exactly. They say here that it's perfectly acceptable to use a combination of black and white, although black should be the predominant color. Mm. I might have a hint of orange, Mm -hmm. but white... No. Honey, nobody's getting married. No, exactly. So you were the host or hostess of your dumb supper. (laughs) 
Will you please come to my dumb supper? <laughs> so clearly, Thanks. the point is that no one can speak. So you would imagine that that would make the, the host job pretty tricky. <laughs> I mean, it sounds peaceful as fuck that? to me, though. But could you imagine that? Like, you're greeting your guests. Like, they can't knock. You open the door. And you just don't say anything. <laughs> sounds like a good time to me. I mean, I'm into it. So this means that you. It have, sounds like after we finish the podcast, but when we still are hanging out and we just don't, we we've spoken to each other enough, so we just exist beside you. We just yeah, plop we just down plop onto the couch all mutually. Of the so depending on the size of your table, you may want to make sure each has their own salt and pepper, their own uh, individually carved jack o' lantern stick of butter. You love a theme butter. <laughs> I do love. Did a you theme fucking butter. add that in there, or was I did it in add there? That in there, okay, they do bitch. add that you should pro- that you should provide a, each section with their own butter. But for me, it would be a jack o' lantern. I knew butter. that you were fucking adding shit. And you should also be careful to see if any of your uh, guests need a drink refill and an extra fork to replace the one that they dropped. Is this from fucking like Martha Stewart's like spinoff occult <laughs> site? Like, where did you find this? Is this? Where- just make sure that your guests have like plenty I of refreshments. Listen, Sometimes people get parched. Listen, I appreciate it. Um, so in some pagan traditions, it has become popular to hold a dumb supper in honor of the dead. Uh, and again, like we said, in this case, the word dumb refers to being silent. And the origins of this tradition have been fairly well debated. Um, some claim it goes back to the ancient cultures. Others believe... Uh, others believe that it is a relatively new idea. Um, regardless, there's lots of people that observe this all around the world. I mean, mm-hmm. even if you think there are variations within, like, Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. Um, so there are variations of it around the world. Um, but you should always make sure, first, when you're preparing for your guests, that your dining area uh, is sacred, either by casting a circle you should maybe smudge the area. Always a good choice. Uh, and you should turn off your fucking cell phones <laughs> and your television and eliminate any outside distractions. Turn out, get out of your eliminate goddamn phone. Eliminate any outside distractions. Someone's outside, like, getting groceries out their car and you just <laughs> silently get up. And just, <laughs> open like, the stare door, daggers at them. And just fucking pull out a gun and just... But with the silencer on it. But with the silencer, exactly. Second, remember that this is a solemn and silent occasion. This is not a carnival. This is not a carnival. (laughs) It is a time of silence, as the name reminds us. So you might want to leave your fucking young kids out of it. Don't bring your children. No. This is not a this is not a supper for kids. They don't have This is not this is not a podcast for kids. This is not a supper for kids. No. Not intended for children. And then you should also ask each adult guest to bring a note to the, to the dinner. The note's contents will be kept private and should contain what they wish to say to their deceased friends or relatives. Mm. So once you set a place uh, at the table for each guest and reserve the head, you should reserve the head of the table for the place of the spirits. Mm. Although it's nice to have a place setting for each individual you wish to honor, sometimes it's just not feasible. So instead... You just use a little tea light candle, and you light that thing up, and you can use that to represent each uh, of the deceased that you wish to to honor. 
and you're supposed to shroud the spirit chair in black cloth. Or white. Mm. But black is what we'll say. I mean, I'm not coming. If you're trying to if you're trying to raise me for the dumb dinner, I'm not coming. No. If you use a white cloth. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. You step in and it's like, oh black mm. cloth, no thank you. I look terrible in white. No. So, no one may speak from the time they enter the dining room, and as each guest enter the room, they should take a moment to stop at the spirit chair and offer a silent prayer to the dead. Once everyone is seated, join hands and take a moment to silently bless the meal. The host or hostess, who should be seated directly across from the spirit chair, serves the meal to guests in order in order of age from the oldest to youngest. And absolutely nobody should eat a motherfucking thing until all guests, including spirit... Are served. The spirit chair is served. Uh, when everyone is finished eating, each guest should get out the note to the dead that they brought, and then they should go to the head of the table where the spirit sits and find the candle for your deceased loved one. Focus on the note and then burn it in the candle's flame. You may wish to have a plate or a small cauldron on hand to catch the burning bits of paper and then return to their seat. When everyone has had their turn, join hands once again and offer a silent prayer to the dead. And then everyone leaves the room in silence. You stop at the spirit chair on your way out of the door and say goodbye one last time. Hmm. I like that. I think we should have a dumb supper. I, I like that. That's very sweet. I think so too. It's I a love very it. it's very um you know, because a lot of the stuff like I don't get into the into the Ouija board. I don't get into like because I don't know. Something about that seems very hokey and it seems very uh, demanding. You know what I mean? And this seems very respectful. It's like honorable. It's not. Right. Right. (laughs) No, seriously. It's like, come if you want to. Here's, you know, some thoughts that I wanted to give you. It's not what I don't like about the Ouija board is like, spirit, you're with us. Like, tell us what the future is. Like, tell us this. Tell me that. It's like, like, you don't, you don't fucking owe me. I'm like, how would a spirit know what the fuck the future is? They're in the past. Well, the theory. And and or the present. The theory is that since they've crossed onto another plane, that they're connected with all that has been and all that will be. And that they kind of have that sort of knowledge. I don't know that I believe that. I just, I do actually believe that, but I don't, I don't like, my thing is like, if you've it's passed on, it's very self-serving. It is. It's very self-serving. It's very selfish. And my thing is, if you've passed on and you care about me and there's something that I need to know, you won't find a way to tell me. Mm-hmm. Buy a plate of food. <laughs> you won't find a way to tell me. So, so otherwise, if you don't have anything to say to me, like, that's fine. You know, I don't know. I just... I could get down with the whole dumb supper concept because I think it's respectful and it's showing it's honoring your dead instead of poking them for answers, you know? And it's also very specific. It's a specific intention type of thing. You know, everybody comes there with a specific person in mind that they're focusing on that they, you know, want to send an intention to. And I'm I'm very with that whole concept. Yeah, I think it's, it's very, that's very, very cool. respectable. Uh, I think that the idea of just, you know, they have their own place setting. They're being served their own food. Right. Um, it's just very. It's more about them and not and less about you. Exactly. So, yeah, that's your dumb supper. I like it. We should do one. So I have just a few more 
little interesting tidbits uh, that were connected to the holiday that I thought were interesting. So I'll share those with you guys before we close out. Uh, You talked a lot about black Mm -hmm. in your segment. I did. Black obviously has been connected with Halloween for a long time and the dead and spooky things and creepy things and all that good stuff. But I wondered why black and orange were symbolic for Halloween, you know, Mm. why those two colors were chosen. And these two specific colors, black and orange, are both traced back to the Celtic festival of Samhain, obviously. Uh, Black represented the death of summer, while orange is emblematic of the autumn harvest season. Harvest. Harvest. Yeah. Harvest. So black, death of summer, orange, autumn harvest season makes sense. Yeah. It's really not any deeper than that. Black and orange is literally like one of my favorite color combos. It's amazing. And you know, orange is very, orange, black, orange by itself is a color, they call it like the color of disaster because it's the orange, the color orange, they did a study, I don't know where, I don't have fucking facts for you people, but they did a study and the human brain, when it sees orange, it kind of like automatically almost goes into panic mode because it's a, it's, it's a weird color that kind of like triggers our like, uh, pay attention. Right. Which is why a lot of caution signs are made out of orange when it's paired with the black. It's like elevated to, right. Because in nature, that bright orange and black rarely are together in the same place. And when they are, it's on something like a very poisonous spider or something you don't want to fuck with, like a tree frog that is also poisonous Me, or whatever. as I pull up to work in my black and orange car. Right. <laughs> right. So those colors are very, like, eye-catching. Uh, but I've always gravitated towards them, and I know you have too. Mm-hmm. Some people, so, like, there are some people that like the purple and black for Halloween. That's fine. Some people like the green and black. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely an orange and black type of guy. I'm an orange and black for my bread and butter, uh, but I will love some purple getting in there. I will love some green getting in there. I love purple and black together all the time. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'll get a little purple and green side action. Yeah. But the, the orange and black is home base. Yeah. So another very heated topic in relation to Halloween is candy corn. Oh, God. Fuck off. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Mm, Don't care. Cut eye Joe. Don't (laughs) care. No. Candy corn is disgusting. Fuck you. You like it with peanuts. I I will fight you. Let me finish. We've talked about it on the show before. Mix it with peanuts. It's amazing. Yes. Two parts peanuts, one part candy corn. You'll never go wrong. Yeah. Tastes just like a payday. It's great. I actually think that it's because paydays are made out of like that caramel wax shit and peanuts. I don't even like paydays. Really? But no, I, I, oh. I don't like paydays. But I like the candy corn and peanuts <laughs> that taste like a paydays. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so according to uh, legend, a candy maker at the Wonderly Candy Company in Philadelphia invented candy corn in the 1880s. The treats didn't become a widespread phenomenon until another company brought the candy to the masses in 1898. At the time, candy corn was called chicken feed Uh. and sold in boxes that read, something worth crowing for. (laughs) 
Originally, right. originally candy corn was just generic autumn season candy because of corn's association with harvest time. But candy corn became Halloween specific when trick or treating rose to prominence in the 1950s. You know, they say there's that meme that's going around that says if you stack the candy corn, it looks like a, a kernel of corn. No, I haven't seen Not that. Not a kernel of corn, but a cob of corn. A cob of corn? Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, if you stack, if you take the candy corn and you stack it um, triangle sides together into a, a round shape and then you just stack them, it turns into a corn. A well, because corn. it's shaped like fucking corn kernels. Yeah, but it... Why is that... News to the internet. It's not news to the internet, but the fact that it, if you that you can actually stack them, and it looks like an actual fucking cob of corn. But why? But why wouldn't it if you were just because copying regular the shape? fucking kernels of corn don't have sharp triangular pointed spaces? If you're eating them, you bite them, and it turns into like yellow mush. Well, that's just because you bit it though. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not wowed. Katie's not impressed by anything. <laughs> I don't know why I'm not wowed, but I'm just you not. You would just have to see the picture of okay. it, okay? Because it looks like fucking corn, like actual <laughs> corn. <laughs> Katie's like, it looks amazing, and I've never seen anything like it. It looks like corn, and I like it. <laughs> it looks like corn, and it's not corn, and it's canned corn that's made based on real corn, but it looks like corn. Fuck you. <laughs> God. That's literally what Why the comment Why do I host is. a podcast with you? I don't know. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so this brings me to my final question of the evening. My question? final question in my exploration of Halloween. What the fuck is so spooky about bats? I love bats. Me too. I absolutely love bats. I think they are adorable, even though they carry rabies. They're so cute. <laughs> Just get them a shot. It's fine. Uh, Vaccinate they, them. They'll they, be good. They carry rabies. Uh, but they, I guess, because they have that association with vampires, which is also into the Halloween spirit. So people just find them creepy. I guess people just find screaming rodents <laughs> that, with, with wings. wings. Okay, go fuck yourself because there's the cutest video online. There's a lot of cute videos of bats that are just so cute with their cute freaking little tiny faces and their pig noses. Oh, and they so I love them. Cute. But the answer is biology, of course. So it's likely that bats were present at even the earliest celebrations of proto-Halloween and not just symbolically, but literally. As part of Samhain, the Celts lit large bonfires. And if you've ever lit, I mean, we grew up in the South, so we know this. But if you ever lit a bonfire or a fire out in the woods, what happens? Uh, them bats go, go flying away. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank oh. you, Kenny. Um, insects. The light and the heat attracts insects oh. <laughs> to the fire. The insects, in turn, attracted bats because bats eat insects. So the bats soon became associated with the festival. Medieval folklore expanded upon the spooky connotation of bats with a number of superstitions that were built around the idea that the bats were the harbingers of death, since death is such a big theme in Samhain in general. Mm -hmm. So that's how we ended up with these adorable little creatures being seen as so spooky, when really they just want love and to spread the rabies that is devouring their brain. Yeah. <laughs> I give you my rabies. <laughs> Just 
want to give you my love in the form of jaw-locking, brain-eating rabies. Yes. Tinder profile right there. Got it. (laughs) Hi, I'm Katie. Hi. (laughs) Hi, I'm Katie. That should be the the title of this episode. Hi, I'm Katie. (laughs) (laughs) No, that'll be my episode when you're done with me and I just have to... (laughs) Do it on my own. <laughs> That'll be my episode when you go to the desert in Nevada, of Nevada. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> Hi, uh, no, I'm but Katie. except I would never go to the desert in Nevada. <laughs> That's what would be so weird about it. Where if I, I ever, go? if I ever come on to the show and I'm like, "Well, Kenny's in the desert in Nevada exploring," like you guys he, need to know I'm something's dead. wrong. I'm like, dead. He, like he's he's not with I, us. I will not be in a desert, and I'm at in any denial. Point. <laughs> I will not be in a desert at any point. So come, just come find that, me, please. help me. She's me probably the one that killed me though. So <laughs> she's probably one that buried my fucking ass in the desert because I would never go there live and willing. I wouldn't put you in the desert. I would put you in a place that you love. I would scatter you in Ireland. And on the breeze, I would just hear. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be like, God damn it. <laughs> I just throw your fucking urn off the cliff. You just fucking kick it <laughs> off the cliff. Asshole. And then as it goes away, you just hear. <laughs> I love it. Fucking bitch. <laughs> well, uh, and then I'd come back to haunt your fucking ass at the dumb supper. It's true. You I'd would. just fucking sit there and just <laughs> knock over. You'd the eat all plates. the mac and cheese and then knock everybody else's plates over. Yeah. You try to burn me a note, and I just fucking fling it back out of the fire. <laughs> Asshole. Fuck you. I know what you want to say. <laughs> so that is our episode. That's our episode. That's Ireland part two, the Halloween version. <laughs> you knew it was coming. I knew it was coming way back when I started this podcast, when I realized that Halloween was going to be followed on a Wednesday, and that we would be doing like lots of spooky October shit. I was like, it's coming. So... I'm pretty excited still. <laughs> my calendar told me. <laughs> my calendar I was like, it's coming. Me. It's on my calendar. It comes every year. I know. But uh, yes, and this is a very special time of the year for us, like we have mentioned. So we are so excited to be able to talk about it and share uh, with you guys the stuff that we know and love and that uh, you should know and love as well. And you well do. We have a lot of spooky, wonderful listeners that we adore. If you have any special Halloween stories, uh, we always love a good story, as you know. Yes. Email us or write us on Facebook. Uh, join our Facebook group. It is the Haunted Heart Podcast. If you search the Haunted Heart Podcast on Facebook, you will find the closed group. If you request to join, we will approve you and then you can be part of our family and enjoy all of the good discussion that we have there. You can also find us uh, on Instagram at the Haunted Heart Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the Haunted Heart. And feel free to reach out to us on any of those platforms. But really, uh, if you want to get a message to us right away, shoot us an email at the Haunted Heart Podcast at gmail.com. That's often the best place to send like stories that you have for us because it's just a lot easier to keep track of it there. Yeah. Uh, but we would love to hear your Halloween stories yes. about traditions that you have, I things want- that have happened to you on Halloween, that time you were murdered on Halloween. All that stuff. Send us because we can read that um, for our Halloween episode. I would love to do that. Yes, that would be so great. So send us some spooky shit that you love. We'll read it on uh, on air on Halloween or 
for our live and or whichever. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Yes. Which brings me to another piece of business that we are going to do a live Halloween party sort of thing on Halloween. Uh, we will have details about that posted in the Facebook group. We'll probably also put it on Instagram, but we will be going live in our Facebook group. So you will need to be part of the Facebook group to join that uh, fun. So it should be a really good time. We wanted to, this year, we wanted to kind of incorporate you guys in our Halloween celebration because you have become so important to us and we love our little haunted family. All right, guys. So until next time, stay spooky. spooky.